0: We got swag. We got custom condoms from rip and com. Yeah, it's
1: unbelievable. They're so perfect, though. They, they came just customized with our little logo
0: on it. It says kid tested, mother approved. You can get your own custom condoms. Yeah. I mean, these are perfect for bachelor party, bachelorette parties, birthday parties. All right, tell them how to do it. You go to com. enter promo code podcast. You get 12% off your entire order. com, baby. It's bomb ass Welcome to Sex Talk with my mom. I'm Cam Poder. And I'm Karen Lee Poder. And this is the ultimate podcast about the birds and the bees with a sex expert, Cougar Mother. And her stand-up comic son, Cam. And today we have another stand-up comic slash clown on the show named Sean Humphries. Slash bouncer at a fetish club. Yes, that—that <laughs> that is the key point. Sean gives us such a great insight into this world of fetish. Yeah,
1: yeah. Like the dungeons and all that kind of stuff. But more it – it, I know you're all probably thinking, oh, well, I, I can't relate to this. Everybody can relate to this. This yeah, is – this is really something that anybody can relate to.
0: I mean, it was especially interesting because we're, we are relatively vanilla to, to what he's, he has experienced. And so it's, you know, Cam, we get Cam, it through Cam, the Cam, lens. You are
1: van- Cam, you're vanilla.
0: I'm vanilla with some chocolate chips
1: sprinkled in. Well, what you is- whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. <laughs> he, he is like peppermint patty with, uh, you know, <laughs> cookies and cream mixed together, coming up with I don't know what.
0: First of all, what? <laughs> you're, you're not, a, you're, you're not, you're vanilla with chocolate chips?
1: Are you saying that I'm not? I, I'm not a little bit more adventuresome than than you? At oh, this
0: you're point? De- at this point. You're definitely more adventuresome. Yeah. It, I, it, okay, so which you, comes out in this episode, by the way? I would say, who knows if I'm vanilla, mother? That's right.
1: And, and after you know what? After hearing this, both of us will are definitely changing. We're we're moving into uh, we're some, all
0: <laughs> moving to the fetish club. We're going. We're,
1: we're, we we may take a trip together there, which would be really fucking weird. <laughs> Just but, I mean, this is just, when you guys hear what's going on over there, I mean, come on. But it's not just, like, for weirdos, and people that, like, want to go into that whole world. It's for I don't f- like that
0: people with fetishes are not necessarily weirdos. That's
1: what I'm saying. I don't want you guys to think that we're, like, sending you on this, you know, extreme trip here. It's not. It's it's. I think it's, anyone,
0: it's, if you're interested in learning what fetishes are, how they form, what a fetish club is, check out this episode yeah 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 and let me tell you something you have to
1: stay to the very end because i got some advice as to what to do when i get these weird requests like you know from the guys that want to purchase my bowel movements and things like that okay
0: (laughs) moving on um you gotta stay to the end to hear that one thank you guys for listening please sign up for our newsletter you will get a chance to win a free Sex Talks with My Mom condom says, kid-tested, mother-approved on them. And it's, they're pretty, I got to say, they're bomb-ass, dank ass Thank you to our fan, Fausto, who gave us that idea. And thank you to ripandroll.com. So sign up, for that, uh, sign up for that newsletter,
1: take our survey. Well, we really need your help because the, the survey is going to let us know, like, well, you know, what we should be talking about and things like that. So please fill out the darn survey and get on our newsletter at the same time. It's a twofer.
0: Okay. Stay tuned. Do you want to sing?
1: Yes. <laughs> okay, hit Let it. me tell you about the birds and the bees and the flowers and the trees. Da, 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 da.
0: Welcome to the show, Sean. Hello,
2: yay for me. So happy to have you.
0: The the way that Sean ended up here is that we met after a clown show. And uh, he, we were in this Thai restaurant, and I was Sean was explaining to me about his his uh, volunteering, and I said, "You need to come on to our podcast." And without even without a beat, there was zero hesitation. He goes, "Sure." He didn't even know the name of the podcast,
2: what we were about. He was like, "I'm down." podcast? Oh yeah, absolutely. Number one, I'm an attention whore, right? Being in <laughs> Hollywood, you kind of have to be. And then number two, if if it's launching on the kind of the idea of like whatever sex education i feel like why not you know i'm i'm personally trying to live my life as transparently as possible it's a it's a weird thing because i don't know how many jobs i lose the good thing is the good thing is like let's say this gig i worked with with the people uh that did uh, uh the toy story thing is none of them are on the internet so oh. they're all older guys and they don't care if they're old school Hollywood. They're not going to go digging around in your Facebook to like, oh, what did he say about this? No, they just – if you do a good job, it doesn't matter. You get the job. This I, this is exactly – so I'm facing the same thing on a weekly
0: basis. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I, people know everything there is to know about my premature ejaculation at oh. this point. It's <laughs> <And> so <laughs> – Yeah, I mean, these are jobs that are flying out of the window right now. We don't want
2: a a guy that shoots too early on the the
0: gig. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Yeah, you
1: may have actually – this could be a plus for you. You know, They might need premature ejaculator somewhere. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I
0: didn't realize I should put that on my resume. Yes. (laughs) I
2: I get things done fast.
0: (laughs) Fast and quick. (laughs) So,
2: so Sean, you're a comedian out here. Uh, Yeah, it's weird. I always feel uncomfortable saying comedian because uh, there's so many people out there that are really hustling it and really doing the, the work. I work in television. I'm trying to get some of my writing going forward, and I'm using performance, clown, stand-up. Like I said, I may do this this roadshow thing as a way to be in a creative mindset. Yes, I love being on stage, but I look at, like, let's say working actors. they got to do headshots and casting workshops and all this stuff that I think is a kind of a waste of time because the, the job is... Doing is performing, yeah. so it's like, how do you figure out ways to perform? Yeah. For me, it's stand up, it's clown, it's taking classes, it's doing improv, so that I'm just on stage all the time. Yeah, yeah.
0: and, and it's, it's very exciting to have you on the show. You're the first other clown, and when what? I say clowning on the show, no one no has one a just, clue what the wow. fuck I'm talking about.
1: And you guys, everyone's thinking you guys are both walking around with bows noses <laughs> and the whole red hair thing. So. There's that "aren't able to get the visual." You missed something funny just now. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with so, a whole clown impression with his little hands by his ears, and okay. Anyway, so, yeah. so let's just so you guys met through this clowning business, but then we find out there's like another layer to you, Sean.
2: Oh yeah, so I um, this other thing that I'm very transparent about is that I volunteer at a fetish club. It's called Threshold. You can visit the website at threshold.org. I, I, I find that of all the um, places that do like, there's like Laird de Sade, There's a place over at LAX that it's called sanctuary. That's more of like a pay as you go thing. Laird de Sad is like daytime sex parties, kind of creepers, you know, standing around stroking themselves, watching other people have sex threshold is, I would say like more like a family S and M club, <laughs> um, but it literally, it literally. So, like, so uh, there are multiple generations there they've been around for about almost 40 years but i just want to tell this quick story because i just remembered it they so, and you have to do an orientation and that's one of the things that's different at th- threshold and that uh keeps them part of this they almost have like a Kiwanis club thing where you could go to other fetish clubs using your <laughs> membership card but it's because they, yeah it's be, but it's because they do a orientation i'm sorry
1: I'm just saying it reminds me of lifetime fitness, yeah, you can go <laughs> like,
2: you could go work out anywhere, yeah. uh, so they have an orientation where they talk about like the safety measures, safe words, uh, the limitations of the kinds of things that can happen at the club. When I went to my orientation and I was kind of like goaded in by a neighbor, I was see, here's the thing i I see certain people, mostly women, that I feel I could benefit from. Having like my my friend Brittany, she's uh, I won't mention her last name, but then she's working for an agency right now, and she used to be a neighbor of mine. And she was always having problems with people, kind of like because she's a little short and she's black. She's like always had problems with people maybe bullying her or pushing her around. So I said, hey, why don't you talk to my buddy Kevin? He's in the profession. Or he's in a he's in a relationship with a dom in New York. Maybe he could turn you on to understanding your own dominance and how to be in the world as a dominant woman. And yeah.
1: you know what, can I interrupt you? That yeah, sounds please. like such a great idea. Yeah.
2: And I, and I think everybody, really? I would say like uh, my standpoint, like I think everybody should have a therapist, an accountant, a lawyer and should learn their sexual limitations. Right. <laughs> you know, and one and way to do that is by going to these clubs. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay, Wait, so, so
1: I, I guess well, Cam and I are both very uh, green around the ears when it comes to these clubs. Can you just ex- explain what these are all about?
2: So so Threshold specifically, because I haven't really been to much of the other – I went to a sex club in, in San Francisco, and that was like people coming over, and it was like a private – kind of a private house, and they would all just have sex in the thing. But I, I, that was fun, but this is a different situation. So Threshold is a – private club so you pay for a membership to become a member of threshold you have to take the orientation which uh, at the orientation they tell you all these safety measures the safe word uh, the, the funny, the really, the, there were two really standout, crazy things that happened to me during my particular orientation. The first thing was they're going through and introducing everybody in the room, and this guy comes up and he's like, uh, "Yeah, I'm Master Dan. This is my wife, Slave Sylvia. Oh, and we brought our <laughs> and we brought our daughter. Uh, she's here to explore her. Yeah." And I was like, "What? Wait a second. What? Oh, and and Cam and I think we have an open relationship. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, 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 we
1: have yet to go to a fetish club." together. Well, I mean,
2: if you guys want to come, I have a plenty of party passes. Oh, uh, I volunteer at the door. No, I'm I'm serious. I, I, uh, come out sometime because here's the thing about once you kind of go into to that environment, yes, you will hear people screaming. I saw this like this crazy scene a few weeks ago. We, uh, so there are a bunch of themed rooms in the threddish cl- fe- the club <laughs> uh fetish club there's a there's the main room which has like a, there's a cage where you can kind of hang people up and there's hoists. there's a couple of tables there's a the little things it's so you can have like six or seven play scenes going on in there and then you go to the back and there's uh, the purple room, which is kind of gothy, kind of purple. Uh, there's the spider room. There's a classroom scene, a medical room scene, and then there's another double kind of playroom. And then there's a real dungeon where you can put somebody on a rack. You know, and it's, it's, so it's like... That's there's That's what I was thinking, but the whole dungeon thing. Yeah, so there's yeah. a dungeon part, but then it's all just these kind of, like, just they have... weird play areas. Play areas, yeah. And then they have, like, saw <laughs> saw horses that you tie people up on and crosses like... Oh, uh, wow. And they're... Everything's all padded and nice, and it's not, like, dingy or weird. It sounds all... like a massive establishment. Yeah, it's a warehouse over in the kind of, uh, not Deep Valley, like Van Owen and, uh, and, and um, Tahanga. Oh. So so they got a lot of real estate for low little money. Yes. And I work the door, so I'm basically security. So anybody that walks up, I kind of I check them out, look at their ID. And the way it works is there are public parties and private parties. The public parties... The public's fine to come and pay their. It's $5 more if you're not a member. You show your ID and you sign a release. And, you know, I don't wanna say I check everybody out, but I kinda, you know, I'm looking at everybody. And people come in that are like drunk or kind of not. And this, and I don't, this is gonna sound maybe vaguely racist, but there's just a certain kind of people that are interested in fetish. And if like super like thuggy guys came up, I would, I would like, Hey, do you guys know where you're at? You know, you know, you know what you're doing here, you know? Oh my but, God. I have
1: so many questions. First okay. All, so
2: let me, to, let what, just, is the, what is the charge for this? So it's uh $25 is the membership. And that is gets you $5 off at each party and it allows you to go to the private parties with bringing two guests. So for 25 bucks a year, but each party itself is 15 to 25 to 10 to $25. So you still have to pay for each party, but your membership card allow you to the private parties. It also has this trade thing with these other people. Is this happening on like a nightly basis? Friday nights, Saturday nights. Uh, we're having a thing call, coming up called the Carnal Carnival, uh, which is an all-day event. Oh, you wow. Know, so, you know, we don't normally it's all at night. Um, I, I mean,
1: when, when I first heard you're coming out, I'm like, I could never go to something like that. Now I'm thinking, when can I go?
2: Yeah, right. <laughs> she's she's <laughs> moving out here. She's yeah. coming. No, and I, we'll do, and we'll do it. And, and I gotta say, this Cam, were you the guy growing up that everybody thought your mom was hot? Yes, yeah. of course. Uh,
0: yes. it's a weird energy, isn't Very it? Very weird. Yeah. I'm not going. I don't think I'm going to the fetish club
2: with my mother. I think that's... I think that's the best fetish to bring oh, to the fetish oh, club. <laughs> oh, Jesus, do you I, have I appreciate people that. Like that. I don't know, well here's, okay, the the most kind of like interesting dynamic I've seen is uh, this older white man who, I don't want to say is obvious, obviously gay, but he carried himself like a gay man. And it was a party where female identifying people got in be- free before 10. Um, and the person that he brought was dressed like a young boy hold on a second sorry about that That uh was was dressed like a young boy but i could tell was a woman right okay so it is a gay man that is going to beat up a young boy that's really a woman and when i said to her this is this is very hard to right and and i'm just saying like straight white guy in his 40s I am never going to sort this shit out. I'm not going to get the genders right on anybody. I'm going to keep on fucking up, and I'm just going to be like, sorry, I'm dead. (laughs) You know? And that's that's the way I feel. But also, like, for me, like, going into that, and I'm just, this is going to sound so new agey, but going into that energy where it's a lot of people that have been dealing with that, their whole lives. And that right. the only place that they could go to cross-dress was Threshold. Yes. I'm just – I feel like I'm almost honored to be among wow. people that have worn their stripes so hard in that arena. Because I met a woman – I'll tell you more about that a couple and in just a second. Is, well, that's pretty incredible. It that's is incredible. incredible. I just got to
1: absorb all this. You're talking very rapidly. I know. And I do too. And I'm, I, that... like I'm just trying to – everything you're saying because that is truly remarkable i was thinking the same thing is like with all that's going on with all the things with what bathroom can you go and everything else that that, that, these people have been going through for so many years and now they're able to this is like uh, you know they're probably normal in the fetish club yeah you know like that's the norm and there's way weirder out there than that what you described i'm sure
2: yeah (laughs) Well, and, and when I think that also, this is like this this place where there's this level of acceptance, but then there's well, there's things that we can't do. Like when during my orientation, uh, this guy was like, "Oh, I can get on top of this and pee on somebody, and I can go over here and I can pee oh, that, on somebody." That my question. That was my question. So there's no there's no pee. know, The peeing and the pooping and,
1: the, you know, and all no, the other no crap. peeing and pooping,
2: but there, there is it's not, it's it's called blood play but where people will cut each other and poke each other with needles oh, wow. but it's very controlled it's um usually the people that are doing it have a lot of training uh and they are v- being observed so we also have dungeon masters there who are keeping an eye on everything going on in every scene. They've got like medical scissors and stuff, so if somebody gets caught in a rope the wrong way, they can cut them down. Oh, wow. Because right? there's a danger aspect to what everybody is doing. And the, the uh, club's safe word is red. So if you say red the scene stops right away. The dungeon master is going to come in almost like a referee and be like, are you okay there? You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's so are these people also volunteering or everybody's, everybody's a volunteer there. Uh, the benefit you get for volunteering is you get party passes. So then you can bring other people to, or, you know, come to a party for free yourself. Um, so, so are you often going to these parties or do you have to sit you outside know, the whole time? You know what the thing is? The funny thing for me is I am not quite ready to get <laughs> naked in front of everybody and get beat up. I have been offered to have a, a scene with uh, my friend uh, Kathy and, and – um, oh, uh, not as. Another person there. And um, – it's just the timing doesn't work out. Sometimes at the end of my shift, I'm tired. And I just want to go home, and I don't want to get beat up before I go home. But <laughs> but in my particular my particular realm, uh, I don't care much for like. There's God. It's it's so interesting. Like. The reason I'm talking so fast is this world is so big, and once you kind of come through the threshold, as it were, which is the yeah. name of the, the club, you've got to get this understanding about all these different dynamics. Oh, well, th- th- let me go back to the story of the, the gay man and the little boy. So I said to the person, hey it's free for female identifying before 10. And she said, <laughs> I would prefer not to identify any gender. I don't want to oh, be okay. any gender. I said, well, do you want to get in for free? And she was like, I guess so, yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> you know? identify with something. <laughs> so so I, I was like, I, was, I almost did it like as a consolation. Was, well, at least you'll get in for free. You don't have to spend money. But and I, and they had a scene where the older man, Beat up the little boy, you know? And that to me is like, whoa, some freaky crazy stuff! You know? <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah. So is it mainly S&M stuff? Like people beating each other up? Yes. Or- primarily primarily impact play, uh, bondage. Uh, there's some blood play. There's also... Uh, you know so a lot of times what 'll happen is these these scenes will happen, and during the private parties, people can give each other like hand jobs or you know oral sex so there 's also the kind of the public sex aspect of it because that 's you 're in a club, so you kind of want to be seen by. People. That's the exhibitionist. Uh, yeah. So, is, pe- is there like just semen flying everywhere and no, flying Because you, you have to, because you have to clean up after yourself. And yeah, you, you basically, it's like you could go in there and totally terrorize the space, and then afterwards, you just make sure it looks exactly the way you do. My, my, my friend uh, Count Boogie, who works there, was telling you about Count earlier. Boogie. Count Boogie. Count These names are great. He, uh, he will. He has these two little like they're probably in their early twenties. He says one of them's going to middle school and the other ones, I don't know, but there's just two, like they're five foot three, five foot four cute little girls. He gets them naked. He'll blindfold them. He'll cover them with hot mustard and ketchup or, or uh, peanut butter and jelly. He'll cover one with peanut butter and the other with jelly. And then he'll make them find them blindfolded in the dungeon until they make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. He's a very creative guy. What? He's, oh he,
1: he, yeah, he, we got to get him on the show.
2: Yeah, absolutely. That's what I saw, <laughs> that's what I saw on cam. Um, but, yeah, so, so um, the, the most intense scene I saw, I've seen so far. Oh, yeah, this is going to be good. Okay. Uh, it was in the classroom. Uh, it was the, a male dom and his female partner. And, the, and I think there might have been another woman or two in that room with them. But it started off as a teaching scene. And then kind of the energy moves where the girl is messing up. And the teacher like pulls out a ruler and smacks her in the face with it, and is like, no, you know, this is, you gotta get this right. And and you know, like you can tell after after being there for a while, you know what what the dynamic is. Since we the dynamic is like, oh, now this guy is going to have an S and M scene with this woman, and they, they kind of like role played until they got to the space where uh, the action was happening. And I'm sure they, they and, and, and this is the other thing about like the club is like it's about consent. A lot of times the more intense scenes will be kind of scripted out, planned ahead of time so that everybody knows what they're doing and there's everybody's got their own personal safe words, they've got the 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 house safe word. Uh it is yes, there are people in the scene that are, that are about like what they call uh, non consent consent meaning they 're willing for you to do anything to them at any time without you asking ahead of time, but to me that seems uh, relatively dangerous but it 's also like it, i think it 's also a way for people to manage a lot of their own weird energy in the universe by giving the right people the access to them you know because there 's all kinds of people with all fucked up shit and they got touched by their uncle and this and that and I think when you go and you you discover fetish or that world, you're like... Because I I would say I think everybody has something in their mind that is very particular to them, that is not about... Procreative sex. Yeah, I'm going to make a baby with you. you know? No, no, yeah.
1: well, absolutely right. Everyone has something like that. That I mean, it, and it doesn't necessarily even have to be classified as a fetish because I think any anybody if they want to use their imagination could be considered a fetishist. Then yeah,
0: yeah. Can, can we? What is defined as a fetish in the, in this club area? Okay, paraphilia. I,
2: I, well, I, I would say well, the club or not paraphilia is any uh, sexual. Uh, uh sexual feeling, sexual love for a thing that is non-biological. So, they would say that uh, a blowjob isn't a fetish, mm. right? But feet that are a non-sexual object, uh, having uh, like fascination, paraphilia for feet, is a fetish. I see. I see. And I would. Hey, oh, I'm sorry. That,
1: no, no. I mean, is that the number one fetish?
2: Uh, there are a lot of, there are a lot of footies out there. There, I mean, footies. they are. No,
1: because that's what I have found. I found that, you know, because of my. The guys week- that
2: you date. Uh, <laughs> you Not date. the guys I date.
1: Actually, I did, I did have some guys suck my toes once in a limo. It was very erratic. But, what? okay. Let's it's just- nice. <laughs> well,
2: it's nice, right? It's, it's, I, I, I did a, I did a, uh, I worked on the Eric Andre show, uh, the live part of it. And I, I, I always say it was my first paid acting gig and my first gay for pay because I was in a scene where a dude was sucking my toes just like... Just like go and add it. And I did, I I had to like be into it because I was acting, but I was, I was super grossed out. Mike was his name and he was in a, I was dressed as a cop and he was dressed as a, uh, a soldier and I was like, Oh my God. Oh yeah. And I'm, Oh, I'm just orgasming through the scene. That was my, that was what I was supposed to do. But at the end of it, I washed my foot. I was just like, but, uh, but, you know, okay. Okay. So, so much, so much going on. There's Sorry. someone. much. No,
0: I, I did hear what. Usually, I tell you don't interrupt, but if you feel free, because you're, I see you brimming with questions. If you I wanted
1: it all over the place, and I, and I had a Diet Coke.
0: No, yeah. I just, I just found yeah. these little boobs and a dick that I had on my desk that we used. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I, I
1: a dick on your desk, Cam. It was for our
0: our business card at one point. Oh, yeah, okay. That's I'll say. <laughs> um,
1: anyway. No, the, back to the foot fetish thing, because we did interview this, uh, Chloe, the sex, phone sex operator, and she said, interesting, and I found this fascinating, that sometimes the foot fetish comes from young guys who are insecure, and they can't look at a girl in the eye, and they're and they're feeling very sexual, so they look down, and the first thing they see is her feet, so then they become foot fetishes, is it, what, do you think that's a possibility? I think, I think
2: that that's, I would say, number one, also, my roommate, Kevin, um, He's uh, he's a you know he's a sub and but he has a fascination for legs and shoes and he says when you're a kid and you start coming into your sexual energy the thing that you see of every sexy woman around you is their shoes and their legs yeah, yeah. so you're at the height uh, that's where you know and then of course you know if you're into domineering women then they're these tall giant beasts and their feet are close to you there's also like there's there's giant uh fetish where, where where men fantasize about being tiny little men and oh, the, yeah, the yeah. women are giant and there's a war fetish where it's like they want to be like their physical bodies want to be eaten by a giant woman
0: wow and it really turns them yeah. on to go through this imagination the, the, the fantasy. fantasy see but i'd yeah. say like
2: over at the club it's really just about beating up and getting tied up but the, i but i discovered this other world yeah so okay so first of all how did you get involved with this club? I, like I said, my friend Brittany, who I I was trying to encourage to become a dom, uh, Kevin said, "Oh, you should go over to Threshold. I heard good things about them." I went to the orientation. Uh, she bought me my first membership because she wanted me to go to parties with her. Uh, and uh, then I got an email because I was on the membership list. They were they were looking for volunteers for the door. So were you? Exp- you wanted to figure out your own fetishes? I think I think subconsciously, yes. But I'll tell you my 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 deal in a second. But originally, I'm just an adventurer. I'm just like, let's see what's going to happen. You know? yeah. And I was like, oh, I might be able to see some titties, right? Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Because you go there with, like, with this innocence of like, ooh, what's going to happen? Right. Uh, but I realized, I, m- personally, I am a masochist. Like, I enjoy getting kind of beat up. With lashes and paddles and, and canes and stuff, but I am not a sub. Like, I don't like people telling me what to do. Oh, wow. Right? So, I have this weird place where they call it being a primal, where that it's the kind of person that is into the pain, but I'm pretty dominant in the rest of my life. Yeah. Like and I have this kind of this situation with this girl, and I end up having a counselor with her this week, where she comes and beats me up, and then I have sex with her, and you know, and I, it's not about me being yes, ma'am, please, ma'am. It's more like I tell her, try that one, hit me with that one, you know. Wow. Like I, I'm
0: a really bossy bitch when I'm getting beat up. You know? <laughs> I've never, heard, I've never really realized that they they could be distinguished, yes, you know, right? and, and stuff. So, so what is a whole continuum? It's a continuum, basically. Yeah, well, oh, I, I
1: past-
2: mean, I, I would say that there, it's a it's a three dimensional yeah, ball. It's not, even, it's not linear, even it's, it's not, not even, even linear. linear. But right it, over the place. Yeah, and, and I think that there's a lot, like, there are things like in the like strict bondage and discipline that's called protocol, where you start as a slave and you work yourself up to being a Dom. Uh, there are people who are. Like there 's a guy that comes in he 's dressed like a wolf, and he has these like kind of claws and he the scenes he does with these hot hot youngers he 's kind of a nerdy guy he looks like he might have asperger's or something, but then when he puts on his his wolf thing he's and he's got ears and he 's got a tail and he 's got these claws and he'll like and he has paddles and and, and lashes and stuff, but then he 'll like scratch their backs with his claws, not not opening them up but just like leaving like nice nail. Marks on him. And I'm like, oh, that is so creative. He gets to be this animal, he gets to let the woman he's with feel like she's a, a, you know, a piece of, a prey, you know? Wow. Wow. I, uh, such a, I mean, it's, I mean, and that's the thing. You open the door, you get to kind of pick and choose what you like to just get involved. Like, like for me, I go and work the door. And then at the end of my shift, it's midnight. That's when most of the kind of the fun, really interesting scenes are going on. And I'm just like, Ooh, Ooh, ooh You know? And so I, I'm, I'm looking. <laughs> I love the fact that you have your nails polished. Too. Oh, also, yeah. I was going to put in my uh, tiny baby hands. <laughs> This is just a thing I'm doing on stage lately. <laughs> Ladies. Okay. Okay. I,
1: okay, I can't even describe to everyone listening what, what's going on. He, this little tiny, tiny hand that he put on his forefinger and he just scratched his mustache with it. it, 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 it I don't know where you come up with these things, but they're very creative. And not- red in the face.
0: So there is, so there is a, this... I, I am also bringing with questions because I want to know how you discovered that you're into this masochism,
2: but I also want to know how this relates to clown because this, like... It does. It absolutely does. And here's what I'd say. Like, so my masochism, I don't know. I mean, you can describe God, it. I've got...
1: His, he's taking off his shirt. <laughs> I will just blow up my sleeve. He's got and a big got, tattoo. I've got
2: tattoos all the way from my wrist to my shoulder. I've got a couple on this arm. I've got, you know... Uh, I my ears are pierced I knew from a young age because I was depressed I was a little bit different than everybody um I was you're born in California I was born in California, child of divorce. I recently realized that my mom probably had Asperger's. My dad's been depressed his whole life. Whatever. I was a drug addict. Whatever. Whatever. No, I was a drug addict from the time I was 11, and I finally got clean when I was 32. But wow. in that time, how are you now? I'm 46. Congrats. Thank dad, you. I, was, I thought
1: you were 32. That's why I
2: was like, how are you now? My I look amazing because I took a lot of drugs. <laughs> <laughs> I make clean living, apparently. Um, But, so, I, I, whatever it was, I had depression, I had a lot of internal angst, Uh, I would, quite often, before I went to a party, I'd re-pierce my ear, just to have, like, that kind of, that sense of that rush of, that, oh, you know, that, that sense, I know I got the, I started getting tattoos after I got sober, as a way of dealing with my anxiety, and for that period of time, when I was first getting tattoos, I didn't have good ways of managing my angst, my anger, Uh, And I know, like, from all the things I've experienced in life, I am an adventurer. I like risk. I like putting myself in dangerous situations. When you get into your 40s, if you're still a fucking dumbass smoking pot and fucking getting arrested all the time, you know, like, that's just not a good way to go. (laughs) Right. So you, you how do you say that? Well, <laughs> well if you ever want to have, uh, if you ever want to have sex with somebody that has all their teeth, you probably want to be, you know.
0: The, I would say teeth are a good thing to have all well, having yeah. sex. All
2: right. To go. So oh, yeah. So I, I found like I was at least subconsciously managing my anxiety with getting tattoos and piercing myself, and then, and I always there was always something like. Because it would make you feel harder or something like there's that? Something, there's something definitely about that, the toughness aspect. But really when you – and I was, like, accident prone. I'd ride my bike. I'd fall. I'd get these crazy big kind of, like, tears. I'd just be like, oh. And then I got to go to the hospital. And that's a whole weird other thing because my mother had Munchausen by proxy. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. That sounds like Munchausen. Okay. Yeah, so she, she had Munchausen by proxy because she was a nurse and so he, she'd medicalize all my problems. Then I you real...
1: Did you just say you're
2: an only child? Uh, I, I have a little brother; uh, he's like six years old. But what, what is Munchausen? Okay, Munchausen by proxy. Do you want to go? Do you want? No, no, you. Said you no, pro- so
1: it's. I'll butcher it, whatever. Go so ahead.
2: it's the idea. So Baron Munchausen was this fantastic storyteller in Germany, uh, Bavaria, in the 1800s. Bit tall tales. So Munchausen by proxy is the mother makes up medical problems for the child so that she takes them to the hospital or gets the benefit of being like, such a caring mother. You're the hero. You saved your child. Oh, wow. So so all of my life, I was in and out of the hospital all the time. Wow. Because, number one, she's a nurse. And number two, that's the way she dealt with. And, like... Put me in therapy when I was having behavioral problems just right away. She was just like, she was just not willing to like deal with the problems herself. Mm. Yeah. So, it, yeah, so everything becomes medicalized. The way I used to get attention when I was a kid hurt myself, ah. here comes mommy.
0: Yeah, yeah, you know. yeah. Ah, this it, makes
2: a lot a of sense. Symbiotic
1: type relationship then. Too. Yeah,
2: yeah. And so now I manage my anxiety if I get beat up, you know, once a month really good, like to the point where I feel like, okay, you can't. Like the last time, I was like, okay, you can't hit me so hard. I have a job tomorrow. I have to be able to sit down and function like a normal human being, you know? Because that's a it's an interesting secret that you can be carrying around if you have these this pain in your back, and then they, every time you sit down, you're like, oh, I can. Oh, that was a wonderful evening oh, last night, wow, or whatever, yeah. you know?
0: And you feel this release when when you have one of these mm.
2: big mo- nights. Sure, but I would say there's a, something built into it. The endorphin rush. Like the, the athletes do it performers get it you know the, the endorphin rush is our body's way of saying like if you've got to fight a fight to the death i'm giving you these drugs so that you can keep going because that's when you when you're experiencing pain you get the pain like when i get a tattoo the first 45 minutes terrible the next 45 minutes yeah wow. you know because the endorphin rush is i've coming. heard that yeah, yeah, yeah
1: totally yeah but you know the thing is even with people that i would say aren't as extreme as you there are a few out there. Um, <laughs> those people, for example, myself. I can only speak for myself. You know, if you're in a relationship for a long term, long term relationship, it does help to like try stuff. Yes. Now, I'm not saying I want to be chained and whipped or anything like that, but it is fun just to try different things. Yeah. And I could say that that would be something stimulating to anybody. Hey, well, it
0: doesn't... So I'll say from my perspective. I mean, I'm. Pretty inexperienced, both, uh, relative to both of you guys. Yeah. yeah. And so this is this would be like diving into the deep end. I feel like for me,
2: maybe a little bit. But but let, just think of <laughs> think of terms like this. I can't even imagine. I can't, think, I can't even imagine it. It's right, right. Okay, you don't want to because you're his mom.
0: <laughs> no, she, she. I I feel like of all the you, I would get. Re- I, I I would want. I do. Craig. <laughs> I would, I would want,
2: I do want to go. Yeah, but it, it's gonna, it was, it's gonna be a lot for me to handle. Sure, sure. And you're a sensitive guy. One of the, you're, you're drawn to the arts because you have a sensitivity. It's like, as an artist, and I relate this to the clown right now. Is we're sensitive, well, for whatever trauma or just our biology. We go into the arts to control why people are laughing at yes, us. Instead yeah. of being on the playground, and they have the fucking power. Now we got the goddamn power. You're gonna laugh at me because I'm hands, <laughs> not because. I haven't of... really thought about that. Yeah, no, that's a
0: huge I thing love by love comedians. Her. Power Life. over other people, oh. Wow. Well, no, 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 it's the well, no, power no. over who, who, who and when people laugh at you. Yeah, well, I, I didn't or, phrase that right, but yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's really, uh, I, I didn't would, think of it that
2: way. I would say that to me, like whatever, fetish, uh, and, I, and I'll go a level deeper, uh, I'm sure that we all have in this conversation our own little things that we do on the rag that are a little fetishy. Because I didn't realize when I opened this door to this world, oh, I've been doing this kind of stuff my whole life. Interesting. But I also, I'm working on a joke where it's like, I've got the ultimate fetish. I'm giving a woman a baby, right? <laughs> <laughs> which is, which is if we look at it in our culture, that is the thing that is the most sacred. And we really protect that. And like, you can do whatever you want. Come in my hair. I'm going to do this. Like, all of that stuff is on the table. But the but having but the reason we have sex is to make other human beings. That's the thing that's weird
0: in our culture. Right, you're right. Because of of ninety nine percent of the time you're having sex, you're not having a baby
2: afterwards. Nine point nine 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 nine. It's, it's right. one in ten thousand. Sexual acts that <laughs> results in a baby. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah.
0: all right. So. When people enter the club, what is their – I mean, what is, like, the process? Is it, like, jarring
2: at first? Well, it's it's actually interesting that you say that because now that I think about it, I'm like, oh, there is kind of a come with me. You know, it's really so – the the When you come in, there's a big T on the door, and I buzz you in, and it opens. And it's just a little entryway. There's a little booth. Step right up. Step right up. <laughs> Get your tickets to watch people beat each other up. There's me sitting there. <laughs> and, I, and I think they love having me at the door for certain parties. Oh, my God. Su- you must be hilarious. Super friendly. I don't judge people. I do make mistakes on gender all the time. But <laughs> I mean, whatever can be expected. But that area has, is the smoking area. So that so it's everybody kind of hanging out in their clothes. Maybe they're in costumes, but you've got to have your genitals and your nipples covered when you're in that area. You oh. could be on your phone in that area, but as soon as you go into the, the main play area, no phones, no cameras, no electronic devices whatsoever. But there's a uh, shine station up there. Which, for the uninitiated, is just a shoe shine station. But guess what, guys? That's somebody's fetish. Oh, wow. Right. People love to shine other people's shoes? Yes, it's called boot blacking. Oh, and it's goodness. usually submissive people. I found that it's mostly submissive women that like doing it for some reason. Uh, they'll bring their shoe shine kit. You have a $5. <laughs> and everybody's wearing leather and very fancy boots. And, and, you know, in the very big parties, you'll have one or two boot blacks. Most of the time, there's not. Most of the time it's just the Dom's be sitting up there, dominant men or women, just smoking a cigar while their uh, their subs are going to get them a drink from the kitchen or something like that. But but yes, on a busy day when they have the boot blacks and there are only like seven or eight approved people that are allowed to do it, uh, they're shining people's shoes and, you know, and duh, 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 how may I help you, sir? You know, like that. And so you oh, you walk wow. into it, but it's a very subtle kink. Oh. It's not like a super overt thing.
1: Now, have you ever been able to figure out, because I again, I, when I've uh, done re- research on, on fetishes, and things like that. Research. It's usually the, it's my own personal <laughs> research. Anyway, but it's usually people, for example, like a real high-powered, uh, you know, attorney uh, female, she's in the position of control all the time and she would like to be the sub when she's in, in that position. Have you found, like, like in the role of real life is, is the opposite of what they want to do when they get
2: into the well, fetish? Interestingly enough, I found that the people that are the most, let's, I'll just say sociopathic, I've known, (laughs) no, no, listen, listen. I've known powerful men that also want to be doms in their, like they cannot stand any level of humility. Mm. You find that those guys are really just like, they're just kind of psychos, but people like what you're talking about that come off as like, you know, hard as nails, brass balls, they go into this place where they are having this catharsis, and they're having the role reversal, which definitely helps them manage the mask of having to be a boss.
0: Oh wow! Right? So, it's, so that's it, more it, of like a full, whole, whole rounded person. Yes, because they get this <laughs> outlet where they can put the opposite.
2: I know people that are like super subby, subby guys and, and girls that are just like they're a little like manipulative and creepy because they're always in that kind of oh. sub space. But I think it's I think that the, the healthier. Whatever. Who the fuck am I? Uh, people are the <laughs> ones that can kind of at least change their roles once once yeah. in a while. Well, that yeah.
1: a question I had. So do people come in there one day they're the dom, next day they're the sub? Yeah, it's, it's,
2: called, it's called a switch. Uh, you know, being able to switch between dom, dom and sub. I, I originally I started off kind of thinking of myself as a switch, but like in real in reality, I'm a masochist. That's also a dom. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean. Or I, have dom, I have dom energy. You're kind of a schizophrenic kind of a little of bit, a little bit. But I, no, for me, it's like I, I get to like manage. I, I get high from the the uh, the pain, you know, and then the the more dominant part of me is just. There's this weird thing when you're the oldest child and you're a man in your 40s where just you come into this kind of weird alphaness that you don't necessarily even want. And maybe, I'm just saying for me, being the older brother, having to be the person in charge my whole life, everywhere I go, I tend to just kind of take over a room. I wish I could control, well, no, I don't wish I could control that energy because I tried for years to be the person that didn't have to be. Kind of dominant in the room, Mm. but it was painful for me. It Mm. was like just, just like being like, yes. I mean, I'm a very polite, charming, generous, warm person, but i have also got a big personality, and I'm like, I I want everybody in the room to have a good time, and like, let's all get smart together. Like, so I have a leadership thing inside of me. I don't know what it is. You, mom, you're similar. yeah. Right, My mom, and you he can't help it, right? She enters a room, the whole place. I
0: mean, we just had a podcasting conference, and we were dominating the whole fucking thing because mom was going up to every single person making sure they knew about
2: our fucking podcast. Oh, okay, I'm going to I'm gonna say something a little creepy, but I think your mom should find that, find her inner Dom. I, I really think so.
1: I think I should. Yeah. I mean, Wait, but when... I- I, no, you know what? It's weird. I like being the sub, I think, more than I like being but, the down. Well, how's that? We yeah, just
2: don't. right? Right? But yeah. I think if you understand, like, if you take that role once or twice so you know what the dynamics are inside of it, I guess you could go either way. The, I, I, the... Just, I mean, like, even like I'm just talking without going into graphic detail about my own side. <laughs> well. <laughs> we, see we, see that, well we, shut up a little bit.
1: We do say, like to do it. We yeah. both like to it up a little bit. Yeah. And we're not doing anything as, as extreme as what you're talking about because Cam is about to have a heart attack right now.
0: No, I whatever, do whatever you want, Mom. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but but it doesn't – I
1: mean it doesn't get to that point. But wait, I thought we were having some guy come on. He's going to do a little bit of a little funny thing. We're going to talk a little bit about the place he works at that's a fetish club. And that was it. And now I'm finding out a, a whole – I mean it's – I don't even know where to begin. I, know yeah, where I, I don't I have know to much. be a
0: regular guest at our show.
2: show. It's – I'm yeah, learning no, I, I, I'm learning everything. But I would also say one of the reasons, I mean, it's almost like this is a, a three-way made in heaven, is because <laughs> uh, I've been having problems with my sexuality since I was a child. I got, I was whatever, molested by a woman. That's not really like getting molested, right, guys? Oh, wow. Right. But uh, so I was sexualized very early <laughs> on. <laughs> You you are being
1: sarcastic. Is some of the stuff doesn't come across to listeners because they can't see. <laughs> no, I, uh, yeah, I she,
2: just
1: want to clarify. He's being sarcastic. He, he, it does. No, it's,
2: it's tra- it traumatized. It was traumatizing for me, and I didn't know it was trauma until I started dealing with all of my sexual. Nobody that goes to a fetish club or becomes a drug addict or whatever has no trauma. But I'd also say probably no human has no trauma. Mm. But it, being aware of your trauma, understanding it. Um, you know, kind of maybe playing with it because I think that that's really what fetish is about mm. is like knowing you have the trauma, but being able to take control of it in those individual situations. Being spanked by mom and getting a heart on while your mother's spanking you, but then you get to go and hire a woman or find a woman that'll spank you and let you have a heart on the whole time. That's that's powerful wow. stuff. Wow,
0: wow, what an. In- I've never viewed fetish like this. Yeah. It's, it really is a way of introspection or self-exploration. Oh, well, oh, the, oh the, yeah. The, yeah. The most...
1: Okay, so Sean, I gotta ask you, because uh-huh. we've talked about this on the podcast. I had a guy offer to... in you know, A lot of money. Not yeah, even yeah. a little money. A lot of money yeah. for me to go to a hotel that he would pay for. Sure. Take a shit and pee in the toilet Uh okay he called it Scat caviar and champagne nectar a lot of money. all i had to do is not flush the toilet leave it there for him to eat it afterwards and
2: consume it and i leave and what the hell is that okay so i feel like there's something so fascinating i mean i mean whatever about it um Maybe he'll eat it. Maybe he won't. Let's. We don't need to oh, necessarily no, no. get it. No.
1: I already said he wants to taste my scat caviar. That means eat.
2: Yeah, eat sure. It. So I I, question, I, I I would doing. say to me that is the ultimate fetish. This is what we talk about. Germans and Japanese people are all into poop and pee uh and the thing that is the what m- that mean what
1: yeah you know i didn't that? know
2: that you know, yeah. oh uh, shiza porn is big in germany and there's there's a lot of like uh, you, when you get into core japanese porn there's a lot of pooping and being oh wow uh, in that they, they're just i think they're very tight uptight cultures and so they they find the, the weirdest way to express it. tentacle porn it came out of J- japan you know wow. uh but i'd say with this guy and i don't know is he um a powerful individual. I mean, yeah. Yeah, you, yes. you know, he can afford yes. to give you the amount of money. Okay. So there's definitely a, there's power, a,
1: well, thousands of dollars.
2: Yeah. There's definitely a humiliation factor, meaning yeah. him, but this is like, like, look, I'm going to parse this out into the mi- most microscopic thing. So there's a humiliation factor in the fact that he has to pay a beautiful woman to do this for him. Right. So mm. he's like lowering himself. Mm-hmm. Right. There's also the goddess thing where he's like, paying tribute to the goddess to be able to get just a little bit of her nectar and a little bit of her caviar. Then, and I guess what I say about maybe he will, maybe he won't eat it. He has the fantasy that you're knowing that he's going to eat his poop Uh, is part of it. Like uh, he could have just said, just go and poo and pee in there. And then that's all, that's all I want you to do. But he had to let you know specifically that he was going to eat it because that's where, and I would Uh, say, like, that's where the real getting off is, is knowing that this woman knows I'm eating her shit. Oh, and like, yeah, you know what I
1: mean? Exactly it was conveyed in the letter. Exactly yeah, that. Yeah. And it, didn't it, it didn't like that, but he, he apparently had different types that he wanted, different types of people, women yeah. that he wanted to eat. I was quote, unquote, like the girl next door.
2: Yeah.
1: He was look, he had already gotten prostitutes, porn stars, all different types of other women, to, that he got to sample their scat caviar and champagne yeah. nectar.
2: Yeah. So I would say, uh, pro- from my standpoint, fucking cash is, uh, cash is uh, stronger than a thousand promises. Get the money up front, or most of it up front, go and fucking do it fucking take the money. Who gives a shit? It's a win-win situation. Oh, you'll give a shit.
1: I know, so <laughs> oh going I'm charging you extra if I go on Thanksgiving. Right? Yes!
2: Seriously! <laughs> oh my god! I, I left you a fucking... I left you the most girl-next-door loaf because it was from a family dinner.
1: <laughs> I, I'd be so freaked out that I couldn't even... I couldn't get anything
2: out. Yes, but here's the, here's the kind of the weird kind of added extra layer of it is it's almost like if 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 you did it, you would probably not let your audience know because there's that extra level of like, who are you now as yeah. the person in public yeah. that would take money to shit and right, be in a toilet? Right, right. Right. Hopefully, that
1: that is the reason I didn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that money was just like I'm bu- I'm I'm moving right now. I'm bu- I'm getting a I'm building a house. I I could use that those
2: extra few couple a, thousand bucks
1: cash box. there, but. Um, yeah. Anyway, it, it makes for a good joke because we say, "Well, do I have to put it on my tax return?" You know.
2: <laughs> no, th- that's the other part about it is that is that underground money is the best money because you don't have to give any to Obama. <laughs> 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 All right, we got to wrap this thing
0: up. This was so fun. This well, is really fun. I have
1: advice on what to do about this.
0: <laughs> so we we always end with the same question, which is, "Have uh-huh. you ever walked in on your parent having sex, or have they walked in on you having sex?" Yes, right. Yes, both. The both.
1: <laughs> Our answer here. I'm sorry? I'm going to get the most colorful answer we've gotten so far right now. I know it. It,
2: it was both. I was having sex with somebody, and I walked in my with on my mom having sex. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 so my, my mom, because she's a crazy person, was always having... Uh, she was a, she was the kind of the, the slut of the neighborhood that I grew up in. She got divorced, and she was hitting on all the guys in the neighborhood, or they were hitting on her. It was the 70s. Who knows? Um, <laughs> so... Uh, I I came home one day and I heard, you know, moaning in the bath in the bedroom. And I was like, oh, and then fucking my friend's dad walked out of the bathroom. I walked out of the bedroom and went to the bathroom. And I was just uh, like, oh, hi. my f- f- fucking Gary Hodges. No, you know what <laughs> I mean? I was just like, oh, shit. And I was just like, oh, well, there it is. My fucking mom's the slut, you know. Wait, how old were you at this point? uh Twelve. Probably, yeah, right on. So you knew what sex was? I knew what sex was. Oh, I also, my mom introduced me to sex way too early because she was a nurse. So that's all part of the complicated weirdness in there. And then, uh, Quite often, uh, when I had my first girlfriend, and, you know, I feel like we had a pretty sexually open house. I mean, as as problematic as everything was, she didn't care that I had a girlfriend over there. And quite often, I'd be, you know, banging away at Amy, and my mom would open the, oh, sorry, you know, oh, sorry, like like three times. Oh, man. But also, I mean, I feel like then I wasn't doing my job because Amy wasn't screaming loudly. I don't know. Like, (laughs) it's, you know
0: all right sean humphries thank you for coming on the show you guys oh i
2: can't believe i said all this stuff
0: (laughs) oh i mean this is great this is such a phenomenal interview do you have anything to plug
2: that you want to no i'm 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 just a person out in the universe i'm not shilling for anything but you can add me on facebook sean humphries i'm the guy with the goat mask or at, I don't.
1: Him. I just added him. I think you guys should all add him because yeah. that's
2: really funny things to share. Uh, yeah. At L Hump on Instagram, I do. I uh, I do this weird art project where I put go- googly eyes on things. So that's all my Instagram is. Is mostly pictures of that.
1: Great. Uh, well, we have. Uh, we'll probably got a lot of uh, comments after this. After this podcast.
2: Yes. Thank you, Sean.
0: Thank you guys. Thank you so much. And that was our interview with Sean Humphries. How
1: awesome was that interview? I love I mean, it. What a guy. I learned so much from this guy. Kim, what would you say oh. your main takeaway is?
0: My main takeaway? Well, I think he, he really opened my eyes to the, the whole fetish community. I, 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 I really didn't have that clue, much of a clue. What I didn't know what goes on in these clubs. <laughs> uh, and now I'm more open to wanting to go.
1: That's what I was going to say. My main takeaway is I got to go see this. Yeah. I mean,
0: I mean, are you wanting to see it as, like, a spectacle or just because you, you want to be like, oh, that turns me on. That's exciting. Um, I think I'd go there with my boyfriend
1: and not you. Thank you. <laughs> no offense. You offense your... not well, if, taken. Okay, if I was going to go there just to see what goes on, I'd go with you. If I'm going there to actually be a participant of some sort, I would go with my boyfriend and still be concerned that I – I, I would be concerned because I don't want any, like, I don't want, and, and who knows what would happen with him. He might get into it and start whipping me or something. So I'm not into getting beat up. I, I'm honestly, if that's what goes on in there, I'm not into it. And now the exhibitionist part of it is kind of cool. What does that mean? Just like, you know, having public nudity or whatever, that's kind of cool. into internet? You know. I don't know if I could be into it, but I mean, it's. Inter- I'd be interested in maybe watching it. I don't know. It just the whole thing is probably going to be a turn on. I
0: I have I have such a funny image of, of myself me. going in there.
1: You you going in there? Is gonna it's going to be. just
0: alone looking lo- around
1: with some big wide eyes. I can't even imagine you over there. I mean, you you. you- <laughs>
2: Your fight,
0: your fight or flight syndrome would be on high alert. I could see myself going up to someone and be like, are you aroused by this right now? He's getting whipped. You're interested You're interested in this? I could see you doing that. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to be interviewing everybody over there.
1: <laughs> I mean, I could see, though, if we were there together, that we'd be like
0: a dynamic duo. We'd be oh, laughing our asses God. off. I don't, think it, I don't think people would take kindly to us laughing at them over there. who knows what if i in this huge dominator or what is it dom are you kidding me you're not gonna be the dom you're gonna be the sub (laughs) okay mother first of all first of all that's offensive as fuck second of all how do you know that like in that setting this real dominating side of me doesn't come out because you don't have a dominate. You, you don't, don't have... know. You've never seen me in a sexual <laughs> environment. You I'm have gone. no idea. Well,
1: this is like one thing I do not want to see you in. But I got to say that I have never seen like that. I, I do see you get hostile when people are hitting on me or things like that. So you can get hostile. <laughs> I've never seen you like. (laughs) It's the only time you've seen me upset or uh, hostile. When you're protecting, when you're protecting something that's yours. Yes, I've seen you get hostile, like even when you were a little kid. You know, we'd be at the mall, someone offended your friend, and you're like, you turned all purple and started yelling at him. So, (laughs) uh, but I've never seen you like get into like any kind of like you don't see. I I told you go and slam a girl up against the wall when you're making out with her, and you're like, what? I can't do something like that. So I can't see you being in the Dom role.
0: Well, who knows? You know, that, let's just. Oh, keep the door open. Okay? I like that you're open-minded. <laughs> I'm very open-minded. Whether I, it's, it's actually going to happen is a, another question. Okay. I, you know what? Let's wrap this shit up. Okay. How about that. All right. All right. Well, you know what? This is a time when we're going to have to ask for help. We okay? need you, please. We have this survey. We're trying to figure out who is listening to this podcast and how we can make it better. So we got this beautiful survey. All we need from you is the answers to yes. the survey.
1: We need that. And, and also,
0: well, you, like I I you, you cut me off. I couldn't even explain. you got to go okay. to the website, com. sign up for our newsletter. Through the newsletter, you will get an access to our survey. Bingo, bingo. Bingo, bingo. And what about the question? Our question of the day. Question of the day. Hit it, Moot.
1: Okay. So, this, we do, I, I was saying we needed help on this aspect because I, I really would like to know what I mean, because I have some fetishes of my own, like little fantasy thing fetishes. I think everybody does. So I'd like to get some help in finding out what everybody else's fetishes are, and if what fetish has benefited your life and why or how has it benefited them.
0: Okay. Okay. Wouldn't you want to know that? I, I do I, want to know that you telling that you have these little secret fetishes now <laughs> that suggested.
1: <laughs> They're not weird secret fetishes. I just like all I want to say is.
0: Oh yeah. You happen to have a whip? Are you freaking kidding me? You have a whip sitting next to your computer? Oh, it was to surprise you. What the (laughs) hell? You have a whip? Oh yeah.
1: It's not like I. I mean, this is a podcast, and they're not going to see that. It's just like a little, little. I don't know. I got this probably a long. I got this. I don't remember which promotion I got this from, but I got it. (laughs) You know, representing the sex toy company.
0: Is it used?
1: That's private.
0: <laughs> all right. All right. Signing <laughs> off. But I'll tell whoever answers their questions. <laughs> yes. Maybe in the send, uh, send us your thoughts. at sextalkpodcast at gmail.com. I love you all. Bye. Bye-bye.